Don't panic. Just, 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 it's fine. I'm just gonna take it day by day. We're still pretty safe, I would say, right? Uh-huh. Laura. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really close, though. I just hate that we're next to a forest. Why did we have to be next to a forest? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm at the edge of the valley. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> For real. <sighs> Wait, do I live that close? Do I really? Oh, crap. Yes, I do. <laughs> That's insane. Can't even enjoy recording today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Aww. Why don't we talk about how this week has been for everyone? Um, fires. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> People were like well, on Facebook. Uh, is this were, like, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I don't even want to talk about the fire anymore. <sighs> episode 10. Episode 10. Like, distract me. Distract me. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> episode 10. Hello, world. I'm Laura. And I'm Diana. And I'm Emlyn. Welcome to Are You Listening? The Podcast. A podcast where we explore new music every week. Episode 10. Welcome to Are You Listening? The Podcast. Episode 10. So here we are. Panicking. Anxious. But with a positive attitude. With a positive attitude. All I have to say, though, before we start is that I hope people who live in areas that don't have to deal with extreme weather or extreme circumstances enjoy the fact that they can breathe clean air, that they can go outside for walks, that they can watch sunsets, know when the sun is out. Because, like, I have not seen the sun in a while. I've been inside this whole time. So, yeah, I feel like people should appreciate these little things that you take for granted when being these terrible things happen. So that's my note. Yes. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay. I guess I will go first since that seems to be the trend for me to go first. It's, um, it's yes, it is. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> Okay, so originally I was talking to Diana about BTS's new song, about how it's a sound you don't hear that often in Asian music, and I wanted to talk about that, but then I changed my mind. (laughs) So we're no longer talking about BTS's new song, Dynamite. This week, I want to talk about Peachtree Rascal's song called I'm Sorry. Yeah. So, a little bit about the band Peach Tree Rascals. They're from San Jose. So, maybe they are facing the same troubles as us. Not that we live in San Jose. I listened to their song and I thought it was really catchy, Laura. I'm surprised we enjoyed the same song. And I'm surprised that they're from the Bay Area. Yeah, I really did like this song. It was very catchy. And them being from the Bay was a plus. So I found this article that they linked on their Twitter page from Ear Milk. And it's an article about them and their recent releases. It says, Peachtree Rascals have continued to create euphoric singles blending the lines of what pop, rock, and hip-hop music look like. With such a control over a multitude of different genres and a pure talent for creating unique and deeply personal lyrics, Peachtree Rascals looks like they can only go up from here. 
I think what they said here about how it's euphoric. Hold on, let me Google what euphoric means. <laughs> yes, euphoric, characterized by or feeling intense excitement and happiness. I can definitely agree with this description of the music that they create. So from this song, I'm sorry, I got a lot of summer camp vibes. It kind of feels like the part of summer camp where you're at the end and you're sitting around the campfire and just really reflecting and reminiscing on the past summer. It's definitely a summer song. It's very, what's it called? <laughs> it's like an ode to summer and friendship. It makes me think of the end of high school where you're celebrating with friends, where there were great accomplishments and now you have new possibilities and and yeah it's like a collective I don't know if that's how you can describe a song but it sounds like a collective it's definitely a song you have to listen with friends or share with other people around you I really like the instrumental also it starts off with guitar and then I think they add some electric guitar I'm not really sure don't quote me, please. And then there's like little buildups and then drops with like bass. And at the end, it ends with a very nice bass melody, which I liked. Yeah, it was very upbeat. And yeah, I liked this song. Aside from the song, I also really like their brand, the way they do their album art, their music videos, the way they post graphics on their Twitter page. It fits into a very nice aesthetic. Yeah, so if you want a great summer jam, you can listen to Peach Tree Rascals, I Am Sorry. Thank you for your recommendation, Laura. So the song I am recommending this week for episode 10 of season two is Love Me For Me by Rina Sawayama. I previously recommended her as just a regular recommendation with her track Tokyo Love Hotel, but I really wanted to talk about her and I really wanted to talk about this song Love Me For Me because it's become one of my favorite songs out this year and she's become one of my favorite artists this year as well. So Love Me For Me comes off of her studio debut album titled Sawayama and it came out in April of 2020. It's very influenced by the 2000s mainstream genres. So it includes pop, dance pop, R&B, rock, and some new metal sounds. It's said that the album in itself is about family and identity. It's an honest genre exploding self-portrait. And it's very intelligent in nature. Uh, what Rolling Stone said about this album, it's that it's... Wait, sorry. Actually, Rena said this. So Rena said that this album, it's about understanding yourself in the context of two opposing cultures, what belonging means when home is an evolving concept, figuring out where you sit comfortably within and awkwardly outside of stereotypes and ultimately trying to be okay with just being you, warts and all. I know she said that originally it was supposed to sound 80s-like, but then they kind of wanted to make it sound a little closer to a 2000 sound. Um, so I think, at least to me, it sounds like a new Jack Swing song, which was a genre of music that was really popular in the 90s. And it's a genre that was really popular at the dance clubs. And I think that that's kind of what this song, Love Me For Me, sounds exactly for, for like dance clubs, just to have fun. Because it's a fusion of, I want to say like pop and then funk, and then I feel like I hear synths in it too. So that's that. About Rina, she's Japanese born, but she moved to London at a very young age. So she's Japanese British. She's a singer, songwriter, and model. She went to college, but during her time there, she decided to pursue music and modeling. But don't 
worry, she did finish her degree, so she is a college graduate. While she was in college during her early 20s, she was part of a hip-hop group called Lazy Lion, which is where she started accumulating more music experience as well as becoming an artist in terms of writing and learning how to make music. She didn't really begin her solo career until 2013. From the very beginning with the EPs that she released, her music has always been described as being nostalgic. It's ultra sweet and shimmering pop along with many 90s R&B and pop influences. And it's always been really personal because she's always explored her sexual identity, her cultural identity, human interaction and digital media. And there's evidence of that in all of her songs. Her first EP was released in 2017, which is titled Rina. Her studio album, Sawayama, was released in 2020. And some of the songs in this latest album include STFU, Comme des Garçons, Like the Boys, XS, and Chosen Family, which were all singles released for this album. Love Me For Me was never released as a single or anything like that. It's just part of her album. The first thing that caught my attention with this song was the intro. It sounds like a phone dialing and then a voicemail receiving that call with kind of like a rain sound effect. So it reminded me of 90s hip hop. Uh, I think hip hop in general, because they still use that voicemail sound at the beginning of their songs, whether it be in hip hop or R&B, because I know it's popular in those two genres. And I also know that it's become a thing with other genres. Kind of weird because I feel like nowadays, I don't know who even like answers voicemails or who talks to people on the phone because I feel like we mostly text message. So it was a really cool thing that she did because it automatically threw you back into that era of music as well as that era in which a lot of us grew up. We still heard like voicemail machines and we still heard the home phone ringing. The instrumental, it kind of starts off with a synth, um, making it sound like a little chimes-esque. And the whole song is very 90s dance pop. It's very catchy. It's very fun. It kind of sounded like something that Janet Jackson or like Kylie Minogue would have released in the 90s, maybe or um, late 80s, but definitely the 90s. And the lyrics are all about self-love. It's trying to love yourself despite all the challenges and identity crises that you might face. And it's also about loving yourself before having any type of relationship. Because as she mentions in the song, if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love someone else? It's very genuine. It's very empowering. An idea that's been consistent throughout all of her career. Clearly, it's something that she's experienced and is willing to talk about it. I like supporting women of color, and I feel like she's definitely considered, quote unquote, very eccentric, especially as a woman of color. She just recently turned 30, and I think it's so cool how she's just unapologetically herself and comfortable with who she is, especially after having gone through all of these identity crises or challenges that she has faced throughout her life and her career. And I hope that many people take a chance on her, especially because she has like one of the best pop albums, I would say, out this year. So yeah, go check out Love Me For Me by Rina Sawayama. Yay! When you linked me to her, I was like, wow, she's so good. I like that she's experimental. She's not afraid to mesh all these sounds into some songs. Because I know some of the songs that she released in Sawayama, they're sometimes very in-your-face or very loud or very quote-unquote noisy. I mean, she's familiar with the genre, so I feel like she knows what works and what doesn't. And I think that's kind of who she is. She likes being different. She likes sounding different. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. She. She. I think she has a very nice voice and she is very experimental from what I've listen to <laughs> talk again yeah, about this one i sound clear now mm-hmm. hello hello you're no longer clear oh, oh wait oh no. is this bad oh Good? that's so Sorry. bad that's real bad oh gosh <laughs> real bad can you stop laura <laughs> oh 
That means this mic is might be uh, reaching at the end of its age, or it's my internet. Hmm. Or the fires. Okay, I don't think it's the fires. It might be the internet. <laughs> lol, lol. I think it might be internet. Okay. Well, before I break again. Welcome to my regular segment of Are You Listening, where we are at the third part of this episode, uh, where I feature a select original soundtrack song from my favorite genre, Korean dramas. Let's see, what song am I choosing today? Today I am choosing a ballad, to no surprise, a ballad called Want to Be Free by Lin, and it's from the Dear My Friends original soundtrack. Dear My Friends is actually a drama that I have not finished. It's currently on Netflix, and it is a drama that depicts the realistic and enjoyable lives of older people um, who have been friends for like almost a lifetime. Like they all grew up in the same hometown and they're now like in their senior years, like from late 50s to early 70s. And it's really interesting because it's just the first kind of drama that I've seen like the main characters be like all the older actors and actresses. And then it's a really intimate look into like their struggle with growing older, their struggle with like feeling like a burden to family, relationships relationships like if there have been like past conflicts and the friends resolving conflicts or not resolving conflicts uh, they talk a lot about death too about like what kind of mark they've made on each other's lives and what kind of regrets they have um and it's really interesting too because there's only like one younger character who is the daughter of, of one of the older women like the whole concept is as all of these older people are going through their life experiences this younger person is working working on a novel and she's like oh my mom's friends are so weird and quirky and annoying like why not write a book about them so anyways i watched up to episode 13 or 14 of this drama and this song by lynn called want to be free is really stood out to me because of the song's essence it's a little ethereal like lots of strings in, in the song's uh, instrumentals. Very wistful, looking into the distance kind of song. And then the only English line, of course, is called like, I want to be free. I think it always played in the background of scenes where the older characters would have realizations about their close friends or like, I know there, there, there were some relationships in the drama where it portrayed the older person who's like mid 60s and then them like having to interact with their parents who are like in their 90s. And so it's very interesting dynamic there. But yeah, somewhat about Lynn. Lynn is a very reputable singer. She is actually best known for her original soundtrack features. So some examples, some songs that Lynn has sung before. She sang My Destiny for My Love from the Star, which was that drama about like an alien falling in love with a famous actress. And then uh, she also sang With You from the Descendants of the Sun drama. And she sang a bunch of songs from The Legend of the Blue Sea with Lee Min Ho. And she's also won a couple like best original soundtrack awards. So you know that this person, no, you know that this drama is a drama with big bucks if Lin is on the original soundtrack. I think that's it. I mean, quite honestly, I've only listened to the ballad features by Lynn versus her actual studio albums. 
But it's also a little interesting that even though she's classified under the genre of K-pop and Korean OSTs, it says here that she has also delved into R&B. So if I were to describe her voice, it's very smooth and silky. I would say it falls more under like the mid to deep range. Like her voice isn't very like high pitched or anything. Um, It's a very like soothing. It's not like sharp notes something with ridges it's more of like oh if you take this corner it's a very smooth corner but yeah that is my non-professional review of uh lynn the singer i'm done yay hooray (laughs) that was so cute (laughs) non-professional review mine is also non-professional review we know okay (laughs) i'm just kidding laura Whoa. We're all we're all <laughs> non-professionals. <laughs> wow. But we had such different recommendations this week. Cause usually, you know, Laura and Emlyn, they kind of have not similar, but their vibes tend to be around the same and I'm the awkward one. But I feel like Laura, you kind of recommended something that was out there. Was it? But I feel like it's similar to what I usually listen to. Is it not? I mean true. <laughs> but I think it was because it's an all-male group and you tend to just focus on like solo artists per se. That is true. Okay, so any Rex guys? No, I'm good. Actually, yeah. I won't lie. I won't lie. <laughs> um, what? No, I'm just going to wreck the Dynamite instrumental by BTS. <laughs> the instrumental oh, is amazing. Instrumental. Yes, because the bass and the horn section, I want to say it's mostly trumpets, but it could be more different horn instruments. They carry that instrumental so well, and it reminded me totally of something that could have been made in the late 70s, early 80s, when disco was popular. I'm not saying it sounds straight out of it, because there is a difference between like a modern disco pop influence, and then obviously like a disco song, but the instrumental is amazing. It's super catchy, it's super fun, so you like the bass and you like the trumpets, and you like the cute little guitar that's in there, you'll enjoy it. It is really good. I do like the sound. I think that's one thing that Western producers know how to do really well, like work with the bass and the horn section. They're really good at making instrumentals with strong horn sections, whether it be trumpets, whether it be saxophones, whether it be like any of those types of instruments. They have that formula down, and that's why it's such a popular formula, and I think that's why it continues to be popular even now when we're in 2020. Laura, why do you keep messaging screenshots? (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to have a conversation here. (laughs) Anyone else? Recommendation. Um, I came across this really interesting artist that I actually don't I, I need to look into them, but it feels like they're only music producers because they have a bunch of like different artists feature on their songs. They're called 015B. And then the song that I've been really into is their second ranked song on Spotify. It's the remastered one. It starts with like hashtag throwback. But it looks like 015B is a music duo known for their guest singer system. They've never had a permanent lead vocalist. They experiment with many music genres including pop ballads, electronica, and hip hop. 
Oh wow, so I guess for all their studio albums and their compilation albums, they just invite a lot of singers to feature on their songs. Because this song that I'm into, the remastered one, it's like a, I don't know how to describe it, uh, like a Kelly Clarkson kind of song. Oh. Pretty good, yeah. Like acoustic, soft, acoustic pop rock kind of stuff. Listen to the song that currently has 975,263 streams on Spotify. Second ranked song. The one below <laughs> Snow and Soul. I think uh, Laura would be really into the song called My Hair is Green. <laughs> <laughs> My hair is green, actually, oh, wow. at the moment. Wait, shut up, really? Well, it's fading into green. <laughs> Ew. What's well, okay. No one's going to see you anytime soon. Yeah. Wait, so it's not pink anymore? It is. I did many colors. Oh, okay. But the blue is fading into green. Well, for my rec, I'm going to recommend Chica's new song, My Power, from (gasps) Power Project Power. Yes, My Power from Project Power. It's a great song. A lot of power. Yes. Okay. Anything (laughs) else? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Guess what? Another moth. I mean, there was a moth that just flew in front of my microphone, but on Saturday I said, I promise to edit the episodes by tonight or tomorrow morning, or else I owe you both boba this coming week, at least two boba per person. And lo and behold, it's Sunday evening, and I've only downloaded the episodes to edit. I have not completed them. It's okay. Maybe we won't be able to get boba soon anyway, so don't worry about it. Diana, you're you're being too nice. This is unacceptable. Laura, there's serious problems out there. <laughs> I'm okay not having boba. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a um it's a consolation boba. Hopefully, yeah. May- maybe if we're still here, we can go. If we're still here, well, yeah. You know, you never know what might happen, Laura. Okay. It's okay. I I'm I'm okay. You don't owe us anything. I know you're busy and. Yes, yes, but for my two two co-hosts, uh, look forward to both <laughs> sooner or later. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to. Are you listening the podcast? I'm Laura, and I'm Diana, and I'm Emlyn. <laughs> See you next time. Whoa, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh.